let's do something different tonight. Uh, Super Tuesday itself is going to be really boring. There's absolutely no question. But there's a lot of news we need to talk about. And so how about if we I sit back and tonight, which is Tuesday, Super Tuesday night, I talk about some news that's happening out there, and then I sit back and just feed you the results. That could be kind of cool. And it's going to be a while. It's probably going to be till 11 o'clock tonight. And I think I'm going to stay up tonight. Yes, I do work tomorrow, but I, I've got a kind of a thing going at work. So I just do my thing. I don't have to think too much. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Happy Super Tuesday. So I've decided I just released my last podcast because I wanted to cover what I covered last week. There's going to be no show notes tonight because I just, I'm not going to write. I'm just going to watch. So the first thing we're going to talk about, let's talk about the Democratic delegates right off the bat. So right now there's going to be, I don't know, about 1,300 delegates that are available. Let's talk about who has delegates. Uh, Right now, Sanders is in the lead at 60 delegates, and that's based off of uh, Iowa, New Hampshire. Is it New Hampshire? Yeah, New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina. Okay, so just 60 delegates. Joe Biden has 54 because he really caught up in South Carolina. Pete Buttigieg, who is no longer in the play anymore and is now supporting Joe Biden, is at 26. Elizabeth Warren, who is a sociopathic narcissist. Chief Warren has decided to stay in the race. She has eight delegates and absolutely no chance of winning. And Amy Klobuchar, who is actually dropped out of the race, has seven and is fully backing Joe Biden because everyone does not want that radical, crazy communist comrade Bernie Sanders to become president. Let's talk about something else part of the news. Okay. And I'm going to put the news back on and I'm going to try and mute it. Yep. I muted it. And here's the thing. We've still got hours, but there is some news. The first bit of news is that, uh, there was a tornado or a series of tornadoes. I I just found out about it that hit Nashville. 19 people were killed. I've got a buddy who is from Nashville and he, my buddy is scared to death of earthquakes, and I told him there is nothing like a tornado. Tornadoes are far worse. They're far more common. And 19 people were killed, and I texted him right off the bat and told him, you know, dude, everyone okay? And he said, yes, everyone's okay. There's some damage, but everyone's okay. And all I got to say for Nashville is, and Tennessee in general, God bless and I feel horrid that that kind of thing absolutely happens. So right now, um, the polls close back east in 57 minutes, and I will be watching. There are no exit polls, so you're not going to hear a lot. I will be watching the. Um, I will be watching the uh, Daily Wires backstage because they're going to be covering it all night. And I'll make announcements as we, as we go. But there is a lot of news to cover. And so let's take a break from the Super Tuesday and let's talk about some of the other news. So my goal here is to separate the actual voting from news. 
So let's go into the voting since I talked about the Nashville uh, tornado. And the polling, when we talk about this, first off, all uh, polling places in Nashville and Tennessee will be opened about two hours later. So it that's good. They, they can actually vote. And I think that if some of these people actually heard some of the things that Joe Biden says, they would sit back and say, oh, my God, this guy cannot be president. He's incompetent as a president. Oh, my God, he's so terrible. And well, let, let's let's you know, one of the things the president should know is the Constitution and a Declaration of Independence. So here's Joe Biden talking, trying to quote the Declaration of Independence. Let's listen. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know, the, you know, the thing. That was this weekend. That's awesome, because that's what a president should know is anything about the Declaration of Independence. And I'll give you I'll give you something. Joe Biden knows the Declaration of Independence. His problem is he's old. He's probably senile. So, oh, my Lord, if I were if I were Trump at the next debate between me and Biden, because it's going to be Biden that wins this. If this ends up a brokered or a contested convention, Biden has won it. He will be the presidential nominee. No one wants, I, I truly believe they are trying to do anything they can to get rid of um, Sanders. But it's going to be quotes like this. The fact that he's running for Senate, not president. All of the other garbage that he's put out there that is going to kill Biden. But, you know... He wasn't the only one that had some great quotes last week. Let's, while we're still at it, and by the way, this is going to be Grabian time. So Grabian, G-R-A-B-I-E-N, covers some political documentation that's just absolutely awesome. This is one where AOC doesn't quite understand why the Green New Deal is not accepted. So she decided to walk up onto the House floor and tell everybody, you know what? This is why the uh, this is why the Green New Deal works. And so she is gonna sit back and read verbatim the Green New Deal. Listen to this. As we've discussed the Green New Deal, I've noticed that there's been an awful lot of misinformation. So I have decided that since my colleagues could not, for some reason, read the resolution, that perhaps, this hour would be spent best reading it to them, providing resources, training, and high-quality education, including higher education, to all people of the United States and ensure prosperity and economic security for all people in the United States, ensuring a commercial environment where every business person is free from unfair competition and domination by domestic or international monopolies, guaranteeing universal access to clean water, strengthening and protecting the right of all workers to organize, unionize, and collectively bargain free of coercion, intimidation, and harassment. Building a more sustainable food system that ensures universal access to healthy food. Meeting 100% of the power demand in the United States through clean, renewable, and zero emission energy sources, and ensuring affordable access to electricity. Guaranteeing a job with a family-sustaining wage, adequate family 
and medical leave, paid vacations and retirement security to all people of the United States. Promote justice and equity by stopping current, preventing future, and repairing historic oppression of indigenous peoples, communities of color, migrant communities, deindustrialized communities, depopulated rural communities, the poor, low-income workers, women, the elderly, the unhoused, people with disabilities, upgrading all existing buildings in the United States and building new buildings to achieve maximum energy efficiency, water efficiency, safety, affordability, comfort, and durability, including through electrification. By supporting family farming. And oh, providing all people of the United States with high quality health care, affordable, safe, and adequate housing, economic security, and clean water, clean air, healthy and affordable food, and access to nature. I humbly ask our country to care for our planet. Thank you very much, and I yield. Yeah, okay. Once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away. This is a little Red Riding Hood. Notice, story. It's a fairy tale. Everything she's saying, she says, this is what we want. She doesn't say anything about how to get it. Okay. If we implemented every program that AOC said in that little diatribe, and mind you, it's disproportion disproportionate. It isn't diverse. She's talking about indigenous peoples, people of color, people of this and people of that. I wouldn't count in that whole thing. And she doesn't say that you have to work to get to where you want. For example, I'm proud of where I am. I busted my chops to get to where I am. She doesn't talk about that. But she will be the first one to steal from my pockets to give that. And then she doesn't say, how is this ever going to ever, ever happen? And what are you going to do to make this happen? What this comes down to is create a nanny state to such a point that we destroy the economy of this country. That's what she wants to do. That's all she wants to do. She's a terrible human being. She is the epitome of the evil of the left, which if you listen to my podcast yesterday, you'd find that out. There was nothing in there that had solutions. It was all desires. This is what we want. And she does the same thing Bernie Sanders does, where he sits back and he sits back and says, platitudes, nothing but platitudes, just crap. Okay, well, I'm 11 minutes in. I got to keep this thing at 30 minutes, and we still have exactly 28 minutes to before the primaries begin to close. So the next thing is going to be about the primaries. Okay, so let, I, I just looked up the difference between a contested, a contested convention and a uh, brokered convention. Okay, so he, here's, here's the story. A brokered convention means that it is absolute anarchy. You've got several um, Democratic candidates or several candidates that are vying to become the candidate for the pre presidential election. Well, in this, in a brokered convention, the political bosses actually hold a far more 
far more controlled uh far more controlled well i mean they they hold far more control over the who's going to be the presidential nominee i got a feeling brokered convention is not really a term we're going to use today and it's not really the process that is going to ha- happen it's going to be the contestant or the open convention so let's just say you need 1900 and 1991 dele- you need 1991 delegates to become the presidential candidate in a brokered convention what would happen is the party bosses or the political bosses would go into a room by themselves and they would determine who the presidential candidate's going to be it would not be about the delegates. The delegates are political operatives within the party of each state. When you're dealing with a contested election, which I think is what we're looking at, and I really believe we are going, here is where you're going to have a lot of the horse trading that you have that we are expecting to see. What that basically means is, Right now, you've got about 1,400, you're looking at about between 1,450 and 1,500 delegates for um, Joe Biden. And Mike Bloomberg is going to take between 400 and 600 delegates. Whereas Bernie Sanders is probably going to take between 1,700 and 1,800 delegates. In a contested convention, you're actually looking at People saying, or a brokered convention, people saying that, you know something, um, I'm a delegate for, and my state voted for uh, Mike Bloomberg, but Mike Bloomberg says that we need to back Joe Biden, and that delegate will switch over to from Bloomberg to Biden. In other words, there's a lot more wheeling and dealing. It's kind of a horse trading kind of thing. So that's the difference. I do not think you're going to be looking at a brokered convention because a brokered convention looks like it's more set up by the Democratic Party. And I think the last thing the Democratic Party wants is to look like they've set up Bernie Sanders again. And that's where Donald Trump is really bringing things up. Donald Trump is actually saying, oh, hey, they're going to steal it from Bernie. Yeah, they could. If it was a brokered convention, if it was a, um, if it was a brokered convention, but the reality is, it's probably not going to be a brokered convention where you've got fifty guys walking into a room and determining who becomes the president. I think it's going to be with the the bosses are still going to have some control, but they're going to say, "Listen, uh, Bloomberg's not going to win. Why don't you jump over to Biden?" Which, by the way, could be considered a brokered convention. Because the reality is they don't want Bernie Sanders to win. Here's the bad news for either. Is Bernie Sanders is against the Democratic Party. He's not good for the Democratic Party. And so they don't want him running against Trump. And he will lose against Trump. There's no question. But you want to make it look like, okay, we had to wheel and deal for this kind of crap. So I told you I'd look it up. I did. There it is. Now, let's get to our next news story. Uh, The news story is the deal that the United States made with the Taliban. 
And I'm going to say, the United States made the deal with the Taliban, Afghanistan, the Afghani government had nothing to do with it. I don't like the deal. And the reason I don't like the deal is I think it's putting, I, I think the deal is, was made for short term satisfaction. In other words, Trump made this deal with the Taliban simply to pull troops out of Afghanistan. Now we already know Afghanistan, the Taliban, who is a who who are an agent for uh, Al Qaeda. They don't have. They just want the United States out. They want control of the government again, and they will house Af, uh, the Al Qaeda, which means that the Taliban is a terrorist organization, which is why we were there in the first place, and we should have been in Afghanistan. I don't know if we should have been in Iraq. But we should have been in Afghanistan. So the deal is not great. And I think the deal is not great because we're, pu we're putting more emphasis on short-term gain, gain, bringing our troops back from Afghanistan, and ignoring the long-term gain, which could be 10 years, 5 years, 10 years, 20 years from now, where they actually have people who are running planes into buildings supported by the Taliban, by Al-Qaeda. I don't think it's a great look. I just don't. I don't think you deal with terrorists. And I understand where Trump's going. I mean, we've been fighting in Afghanistan for 18, 19 years. Well, is it really bad that we have a force in Afghanistan? Control them? They will not kill us. But I'll tell you one thing. The Afghani government did not support this at all. And 48 hours after the treaty was signed, the Taliban was already attacking people and saying, oh, we can't attack already. We can't attack. And they can attack U.S. forces because the U.S. didn't pull their forces out. You're dealing with a terrorist organization. I just don't think this is a good thing. I think this is a bad thing. I wish he didn't sign it. I understand why he did. I'd like it to end over there too. And I'll give you a step further. The Taliban and the Afghan government are always going to fight. They're always going to fight. But if we're there, at least we call the fighting to a point where the United States mainland is not attacked. And I just don't think that this deal fixes that. So I understand Trump. I understand. And he's. this is going to be a win for Trump. It's going to be a loss for the president in 2028. So we've got exactly 15 minutes before the poll, first polls closed. And now I can't talk about news. I don't think there's much news to talk about. Let's get to the real skinny. Fox News has just announced, and I don't have any numbers here yet, but that Joe Biden has won Virginia. That's going to be a big one. Not a shocker for Joe Biden. And we're moving on. Isn't it funny that the polls don't close for another... Oh, no, they closed two minutes ago and they already have the announcement on certain um, states already? I, I really makes me wonder about some things. So, Joe Biden wins Virginia. I don't have any numbers yet. Uh, I'm waiting for the numbers to come out, and I'll let you in on them. 
but it's just curious. This is what drives me nuts about these polls that they sit back. There are 99 delegates in Virginia. I, I'm pretty sure Biden's going to win most of them, but I'm pretty sure Sanders is going to win some. We need hard numbers. I know that the news media wants to be the first that makes the call. That's great, but that doesn't mean anything. He could have won 39, uh, Biden could have won 39 and 38. We need to know how many people actually won. Now, what I find interesting here is that Gabbard is actually in the race there. Uh, but I need numbers, hard numbers. We all need hard numbers, and we just don't seem to be getting any. So this is going to be a long night. I love Fox News. Um, I love Fox News. I don't know if I got that on recording. So apparently California has mail-in ballots, and people can mail-in ballots today. So California, which has 415 delegates, we may not know California until Friday. Ugh, so stupid. This is why I hate absentee ballots. Uh, you you want to vote? Vote. Stop being lazy. Go to your voting place. I got a voting place across the place across the street from me. It's stupid. But all this this Super Tuesday thing could be Super Friday because we don't know what's going on until then. Right now, Virginia with less than one percent of the vote. They already suspect Biden's got about forty three point five percent of the vote, which is insane. Because, huh? You got less than 1%. I hate the way we deal with our elections in this country. Because our elections are made up of... Um, right now, they've got... Fox News has... Biden's got 43.5% of the votes in Virginia. Sanders has 23.9% of the vote. Bloomberg has 16.7%. And, and Warren has... Oh, well, it just dropped to 6.9%. It's dumb. Why don't you guys wait until they count them because they'll have them counted by 8 p.m. Pacific time instead of trying to guess. But that's the thing. Elections have become about the media. They've become entertainment, which is probably why I really like them. It's just dumb. Again, Bernie Sanders has just won Vermont, but there's no real statistics so we don't know how many delegates he went run it he won in Vermont. Uh, the craziness continues. So we'll see what happens. So I have Jack in a box here right now, and um, Biden has won North Carolina. They just finished. I don't know. We're gonna have to have a lot of talk tomorrow because okay, that's great. Again, we know he won it. We don't know how much he won it by. And we don't know how many delegates he took in. And yeah, we're going to have to see. So three seconds after Alabama closed, um, Biden won Alabama. I'm not exactly sure where they're going with this. Massachusetts is coming up and there doesn't seem to be any... doesn't seem to be anybody who won. So Tennessee, same thing. So we're going to have to see what's going on here.
Okay, here we go. It's it's the same thing. So Biden wins Oklahoma. Um, Biden wins Alabama. Texas is uncalled. It's way too close. Right now, Biden's ahead, or blue, or um, Sanders is ahead in Texas. Maine is not called. Only eight percent in. It's too close. Virginia, Biden wins, which I think I I said that. Hundred percent in. So Biden wins by double digits. So it's 53 to 20 some odds. So they'll split a little bit. Biden wins North Carolina. <coughs> I'm still watching. Uh, Arkansas is too close. Uh, 12% in. Arkansas already said that. And that's too close. Um Tennessee, too close. Nothing else seems to be picked yet. So, again, none of this really matters because the reality is we need to see the percentages so we can figure out (coughs) Vermont. Sanders takes Vermont. Not a shock. (coughs) So we need to see exactly where these people actually stand as far as percentages because that's going to determine how many delegates they actually get. Okay, so Fox News has an alert. Uh, Biden wins. So Biden wins Alabama. I said that right. Biden wins Oklahoma. We already knew that. Too close in Texas. I'm just watching right now. And none of this makes any freaking difference, which is exactly why um, we we shouldn't talk about this. Sanders wins Colorado. Uh, Texas and Minnesota, way too close to call, apparently. So there we go. Sanders wins Colorado. There's something else. Not a shock. Colorado is a blue state, and they are extremely left-wing. I mean, they're all smoking pot over there, so it's pretty bad. So we'll just sit back, suck it up, and uh, we'll give you the projections. And by the way, none of these projections mean that much only because... So far, Biden's winning Maine with 10% in. So that could be interesting. But none of this means anything because we need the exact, we need everything exact because we need to figure out how many delegates each candidate gets based on the percentages. Now, here's the thing. The Midwest closes in exactly one hour. And now we're going to hear a lot of things. The only thing you're not really going to hear about is going to be like California I think California is the one, the one that the state that's most of the far west. But we're going to hear a lot of things in about one hour, and that is 7 p.m. Pacific Coast time, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, things are getting kind of crazy. I'm going to go look at the uh, map and give you a basic judgment on what's happening. But I'm not sure the map has much. Breaking news. Mike Bloomberg has won America Samoa. I repeat, Mike Bloomberg has won America Samoa. The race has changed. Okay, here's what we have so far. Sanders has won Colorado and Vermont. Both are going to be contested because Biden went over the 15% threshold. So he's going to steal delegates from Sanders. Biden's won Alabama, Oklahoma, North Carolina, 
Virginia, and just in, he won Tennessee. But Bloomberg has gone over the 15% mark. He's actually at 19% in Tennessee. So he's going to steal delegates from Tennessee, which is going to hurt Sanders. Bloomberg has won America Samoa. Warren and Gabbard, who are uh, fourth and fifth as far as popularity goes, yeah, they're done. They have nothing. So let's see what happens. We're going to have to continue. So it's 713 Pacific time, and I'm watching Bernie Sanders make a we are a movement, we are a revolution speech because he's basically getting his ass kicked. (laughs) Now, I'm going to stay up for a while because we still need to see what's going to happen with Texas. We still need to see what's going to happen with California. And the delegate counts are really what's important here. But the reality is the delegates are looking it. Joe Biden had a great night. He is kicking butt. I will not be comfortable until we find out what's happening in Texas. And what it looks like is happening in Texas is it's going to be split. It looks like um, Biden's going to do just fine in Texas. He's going to get half the delegates. But it's California that matters. Um, Biden has just won Minnesota, which is a huge big deal. But it's all going to be about the percentages. What are the percentages? For example, North Carolina, um, Biden got 40, uh, 39% and, um, well, at this moment, and uh, uh, Bernie got 26%. What is the delegate count? That's what's going to be important. Now, in order for Biden to really clinch this whole thing, to claim victory, he is going to have to get into the top 20% of the electorate in California. It's 410 delegates. It's a huge amount of delegates. If he can get to 20%, and Bernie would be about 50%, Biden had a great night. Um, Biden winning Minnesota... Uh, 31, 30, 37 to 31%. So uh, uh, Bernie got some delegates. This is where things are going to get really important. So a great night for Bernie. We've got 47 minutes before the polls co- close in California when we begin to hear what's going on with California. Um, in about an hour and 45 minutes, I'm going to sit back and give you the overall... But we're not going to know anything until tomorrow. As of 7.43 p.m. Pacific time, Biden is has 273 electors. Sanders has 173 electors. Buttigieg, who's gone, has 26 electors. Bloomberg has 18. And Warren has, I don't know, 6, 7. I can't see because I'm too busy watching the uh, deal. Uh, It's 13 electors. It's really over for, well, Buttigieg's gone. It's over for Bloomberg. It's over for Warren. It's time for those two to throw in. Now, I'm not going to give up yet. We still have California and Texas. That's going to be huge. 
Texas is really close. Uh, California is going to come up in about 22 minutes. So let's find out what's going to end up happening. Okay, here's the big shocker of the year. Um, Sanders wins California. Absolutely no percentages. Now, mind you, it is 8.01. The polls closed at 8 o'clock Pacific time. 11 p.m. Eastern time. So, this is what it comes down to. I'm actually waiting for Texas because all the states have pretty much been... Let me turn off the TV. All the states have pretty much been determined, except Texas. There are a couple of, couple states that haven't been determined. And this is the problem with... This is the big problem with the process, the primaries, that the Democrats say. It's not about Bernie Sanders has more votes in California. It's about, okay, did Biden A meet the 15 percentile? And if he did, he's going to get at least that number of delegates. And the question is, the more he gets, let's just say Bernie won 50% of California, Biden got 20% of California. It means that, and nobody else got over 15%. It means that of the 415, it's going to be broken up into 50% for Bernie and whatever for Biden, 15% for Biden. So here's the problem with the primaries. And California is really weird in that California has probably three or four days of votes to actually tabulate. Here's the thing. Nobody has more than 400, 400 votes, maybe 400, maybe 500 delegates. You need 1991 to pass. This is, we are going to be entering into a brokered convention. That's what it is. I think that the 66% that a couple of the sites had mentioned is now going to be about 80%. And this is where the vote is going to get horribly exciting. There's nothing Texas is going to change. Texas is, is basically split between Biden and Sanders. Sanders has got uh, a couple of percentage points more than, uh, than Biden, but that's about it. It's going to be split in Texas. This is an exciting time. And here's, here's the thing. One of the things we need to realize is that politics is fun. And this is fun. It's going to be about a broker convention. It's going to be about people going absolutely ape crap in the next several months. Nothing is Everything is going to go crazy. And as I say this, Biden's showing a lot of protesters going crazy. So much stuff is going to be having fun. We're going to have so much fun with all this thing. I, 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 I don't even need to find out what's going to happen with Texas because Texas looks like it's going to be split 50-50, maybe 50-50-30. Maybe, maybe... 40, 40, 20. 
you, you can't tell what's going to end up happening. It amazes me that these people can make calls um, three seconds after the polls close. It kind of makes you wonder, huh? Okay. Well, tomorrow what we're going to talk about is I'm going to go through this when the polls are done, when they're all 100%. We're going to take a look at the delegate counts. Because right now, even though uh, Bernie won California and uh, Biden won, I don't know, Louisiana or whoever, it's not going to make a damn bit of difference until we know the delegates and the percentages they actually got. We need to learn that. For example, Massachusetts, Biden won Massachusetts 338 to 24%. Well, how many delegates are in Massachusetts? How's that going to be broken up? There's a huge there is an absolutely huge percentage there we need to figure out. Because the fact is, if Biden won 42% and Sanders won 23% and no one got over 15%, you've got some delegates open. Oh, so complicated, so much fun, so sweet, so tasty. Okay, we're done for tonight. I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm already seven minutes over the uh, Dave rule. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addicts, and YouTube. Any show notes? There are no show notes, so don't even bother. This was just pure off the cuff, uh, are found at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I do answer all replies. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics on Super Tuesday.